You're listening to Thematics, presented by UnleashStrengths.com, the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the one, the only, the amazing podcast, Thematics, presented by UnleashStrengths.com. My name is Andy Sokolovich, and I am a Gallup-certified strength coach and the owner of a practice in a small Midwest town known as Clinton, Iowa. I am a coach for hire, working with organizations to enhance employee engagement, boost recognition, and increase overall job satisfaction. If you're interested in enlisting the skills of a strength coach, or you're looking for a speaker for your next workshop, conference, or seminar, consider giving me a call, 815-441-2219, or emailing Andy, A-N-D-Y, at UnleashStrengths.com. Thematics, as we just uh, discussed in the pre-show banter, is a very adaptable podcast. We go all over the place, but our focus is to to highlight the massive impact the Clifton Strengths Finder Assessment has had on now over 12 million people. It's our belief here at Unleash Strengths, the best way to promote Clifton Strengths Finder assessments, effectiveness, and proven results is to interview those who've experienced the power of strengths-based development firsthand. Our guest today is intimately aware of his strengths and wants nothing more than to share his story in an effort to help others just like you succeed. For more information to find out how you can be a guest on this show, go ahead and shoot me an email, Andy at UnleashStrengths.com. The only prerequisite, you got to love your talents and love your strengths and be ready to talk about it. Hit us up on social media, facebook.com forward slash Unleash Strengths, Twitter at Unleash CSF. Subscribe to our RSS feed. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Make sure that you leave us some positive feedback on iTunes. Do the whole thing. You can find all those links at UnleashStrengths.com. My co-host, as always, the one, the only, the lovely, the talented, the amazing Grace Lacanti. Wow. Uh, well, I Thank try to you. I try to Thank step you. my game up every time, Grace. Well, you can call me Amazing Grace <laughs> if you want. Amazing Grace, I like <laughs> it. So, Grace is the owner of Lacanti Consulting. You can find more information at Lacanti L A C O N T E Consulting dot com. Grace provides strengths based training to management teams and groups. Grace, what's going on with you? What's what happening? What's going on? Trying to close on a house, and uh, the bank is being kind of difficult. But we're closing tomorrow, hopefully. Fingers uh, crossed. Also, I've been having some really interesting conversations with people about um, how strengths come out in being frustrated with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, for example, um, having woo but not being sure how it can come out in a situation. Mm-hmm. So when someone's an introvert and they have woo, like me, it's really hard to figure out how that can work together. Because then yeah. you feel kind of like you have a split personality or something. But yeah, an it's introverted fun to explore woo these gal. things. That's crazy. But- introverted woo introverted woo man nice i like it i like it (laughs) it's a challenge well grace keep up the good work every time i speak with you i get more and more motivated about pursuing my old my own goals and dreams and i'm so thankful that you've chosen to be a host on this podcast i'm honored to have been asked andy thank you so much but as always grace it's not about us right it's about our guest today and i'm excited to have this gentleman on the show several months ago i had an opportunity to do my first family coaching session and for some reason, I was kind of nervous about family coaching. I thought this is going to be a husband, a wife, and two children between the ages. I think mm-hmm. the youngest one was like seven all the way up to 14. And I, th- well, I believe they have an adopted daughter who was 18. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a little different for me. So I reached out to the Facebook community and Gallup called the coach. And this gentleman was quick to respond and give me some solid advice 
and also went the extra mile and performed a little follow-up connecting with me on social media again after I had the session just to see how it went. So so I like to introduce everybody to a friend of mine now, Chinarut Rungchopvit. How'd I do? How'd I do? <laughs> you got it just right. Nice, man. <laughs> so Chinarut, tell us about yourself. Where are you at? What are you doing? And how did you get introduced to the concept of strengths-based development through StrengthsFinder? Okay. Um, well, I'm a Thai American. I'm born here in Manhattan. Really had the privilege to, to spend uh, five years out in Thailand and really re-explore myself. And how I got introduced to the beans was I came back to, to California. I am also a certified Evernote business consultant. And one of my colleagues um, in this training that we did uh, happened to live over in Encinitas, you know, next door, next door to me. And I'm like, wow, out of the 200 people global, worldwide on this online training, there's this woman, you know, right there, we should meet. So after the two weeks uh, of training, I uh, went to a bar, uh, had a drink, and it happened to be my birthday. And we had this amazing conversation, and she said, you need to take the Strengths Finder tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so taken aback by that. I'm like, why are you so sure I'm going to do this tonight? <laughs> I don't know what she said. She waved her magic wand, and I remember going home. I remember going looking it up online. I bought the code and, and I read that thing like beyond the Bible. Like yeah. that, that book, uh, Shanks Finder uh, 2.0 was an amazing experience. And I got related to my strengths, which are my top five are futuristic, uh, input, strategic, learner, and activator. And one of the more unique things about these five strengths is that my top four are thinking themes mm-hmm. and it's my activator number five that calls the shots and tell, it tells me how to operate in this world. We have almost the same top five. That's so wow. cool. The only <laughs> awesome. difference is I have focus as a top five, which is an executing strength. And I also have activator, ideation, input, and futuristic. Nice. That's really cool. And learner kind of input and learner are somewhat similar, although there are some differences, but I definitely understand the need to engage with education and continue to gather information and and learn from it. So, yeah, that's great. So kudos to your friend for her direct approach. I mean, that's how I think all strengths coaches who are listening to this should just take that approach. You need to take this (laughs) and you're going to do it tonight. You must take it. That's an order. But I, I, I love that. And I love that you were so motivated, went back, looked it up, Googled it, found the book, found the assessment code and uh, knocked it all out. So that's amazing. So talk to us about since that day, what has your strengths journey looked like? How have you been able to apply this new knowledge now known as your top five? It, it's been nothing short but amazing. It has profoundly uh, shifted my life. In, in the beginning, it helped me focus and be able to rewrite my bio. I, I later learned that it allowed me to kind of reinvent my resume. I'm, I'm going through a complete uh, uh, transition. So for anybody going through a, a transition in our life, uh, I've been exploring the field of, of medicine uh, and, and healthcare. I actually, since I took this last August and I started to explore this new emerging field of particip- participatory medicine, and I got kind of lost. I mean, medicine's a, a rather large field. You know, if it wasn't for the strengths, I, I don't think I would have stayed focused. You know, and I, I have to admit that the whole platform of Gallup as a whole has been useful. One of the things that I noticed right after I did 
StrengthsFinder was that Tom Rath had written another book called Wellbeing, The Five Essential Elements. I'm just finding this whole Gallup platform phenomenal because I've since adapted uh, that the five, the well-being five framework, mm-hmm. and I found some further focus to kind of reorganize my life and develop this new perspective and how I contribute to medicine. To make the transition to go from engineering to medicine, I, you know, I, I would definitely attribute um, uh, these two works for sure. Jennifer, I have a background in medicine as well. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Several years ago, I was. Um, I have a degree in communications, a bachelor's degree in communications, print media. And uh, after 9-11, things changed quite a bit with that industry. Mm. Um, kind of became the, like, why do we need communications? We need to cut <laughs> things out of our company so we don't go under. So um, it was wow. hard to find a job. I worked at a law office, but I decided to go back to school to study um, the back um, side of medicine, which is the mm. uh, a billing, coding, um, me- medical records, um, administration oh. side. Right. So I worked for several years as a medical transcriptionist, and then I saw that that industry was changing and decided to go into management. Um, and now I have a master's degree in health information management and strategic thinking um, and have done a lot with that in different organizations. And now I'm reinventing myself again because I love how the application of StrengthsFinder and other personality assessments can benefit groups and individuals. So my consulting practice um, takes the results from those and helps to move people forward into growth in their company. So I'm kind of taking what I've learned and using my passion, which is helping people develop and then moving it into the future with the futuristic. Oh, nice. I'm sure you can appreciate that, right? Yes, I can very much appreciate it. Yeah, definitely <laughs> stay um, stay focused on what you want to do and, and your goals can definitely happen if you're if you're sure enough that, that you want to get there. Because a lot of people fail, I think, when they, they don't have enough clear focus on what they want to achieve. When you want it bad enough, I mean, I was in preterm labor when I was in the middle of a statistics class for my master's program. <laughs> preterm <laughs> labor. And I was like breathing through contractions while I took the oh, final exam. <laughs> wow. My husband's like, uh, are you sure you want to go through with this? I'm like, absolutely. I have yeah. to finish this program. She, my daughter was fine, by the way. She she made it to term, but and she wants to go to Thailand. <laughs> yeah, she, well, yeah, she does. My children want to visit Thailand sometimes, so you'll have to give us some travel tips. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> Andy, you you have futuristic too, right? So how how do you see the the process of meeting goals? Yeah, it's, it's things it, in the future. Right? It is. Well, I don't. I'm uh, I'm very bad at creating goals. So let's just say that my goals are never far enough down the road. So, I'll, you know, if people say, well, sh- uh, set short-term goals and then you'll feel better when you attain those and you move on to the next one. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I go from I want to start a business to I want to start a Fortune 500. Like it just it's not it's uh, it's overdrive. So I've it's, been watching that happen. Andy. Yeah. So I romp on the gas pedal and I ride that baby into the sunset and to see where it happens. Wow. Uh, so I yeah. So that's how my futuristic operates. Let's talk a little bit about so you got strengths. You understood that it was a hugely impactful. First of all, well-being, if you haven't read that book, is very enlightening and insightful. You know, Tom Rath, the author, I think, was experiencing some health issues if he's not still. Um, and that book really helped kind of focus how he was going to pursue and live his life. And for those of, that have not read it, uh, please do pick up a copy and read that. It's a great, it's a great read. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's talk about that aha moment. You, you went home, you got the assessment, you're looking at this, and, and, Chinarat, have you taken assessments in the past? I've done things like the Myers Briggs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I think that would probably be the extent of, of what I've done in that realm. Okay, but so not, your results, nothing, not, Chinaret, what was your uh, mind for example? Wow, uh, I, I actually documented it. Uh, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. I shifted, I think I, I switched between an ENTP and an ENFP. Mm-hmm. I, I like waver between those two. So the concept of taking an assessment doesn't get you all giddy. I mean, you weren't like, ooh, I have to take this assessment. I mean, it was something that you oh, thought... Oh, oh, don't get me wrong. I, <laughs> you were super excited? I, I, I do get giddy because oh, I, have all right. I, I have input. So Yeah, all right. Any, anything, if Gallup is going to... I didn't know this about Gallup. If Gallup is going to go out into the world and find out, you know, what people are dealing with in their life, what, you know, how they're happy they are with their work and things like that, and boil it down into a short assessment. Wow, that sounds interesting. I want that piece of wisdom, and so that's where my in- input gets really excited. <laughs> yeah. So you're so you're intrigued. The trap has been set. The piece of cheese is sitting there. You go yeah. ahead. You grab it. You take that top five. You look at it. You read through your assessment. Talk to us about that aha moment. At what point did you realize that hey, this is pretty accurate? That you started to pursue it further and further and further, and eventually make it part of your your life's goal to apply your talents and everything that you do both personally and professionally i think uh what really contributed to it and this might be a tip to people who are listening when i had to write my evernote bio i had to do it in 50 words i ran an experiment i'm like well what does futuristic look like at evernote what does input look like at evernote and i discovered this technique where for any new given field or domain that i'm trying to take on or anywhere that i'm stuck just just take your strengths and overlay it with that word or that concept and ask yourself in one or two sentences, what is that? You know, what is medicine in, in, in futuristic? What is medicine in input? And just systematically go through your, your top five strengths. You'll realize that you actually have a very focused set of sentences to edit and revise. And you'll come up with a statement that's like, wow. That's how I look like in at Evernote, or that's how I look like in medicine, or or whatever it is you're dealing with. It became an aha after doing that, probably about ten to fifteen times. That is, hmm. I mean, that's that's something. We'll make sure that we highlight that in the posting for this for yeah. this episode because I think that was you're really onto something. Like when I sit down and I write advertising copy, hmm. I always write down who, what, where, why, how, and when. And I answer those questions and I put them all together and that starts to build the structure of my copy. And I think the same, it's the same thing, but we're applying it now in the, through the lens of strengths. And mm-hmm. so I really, really enjoy that. And I think, well, I don't think I know moving forward, I'm going to steal that idea. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Me I'm, too. Chinarat. Please do. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> we'll call it the Chinarat method. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we will. We'll coin it that. I'll, I'll. I'll give you the the uh, the ownership of that one. So this is the this is the selfish part of this podcast. Is Grace and I always interview these these strengths enthusiasts and coaches and people who just love their top five and want to talk about it. But we always leave this interview, I think, learning more <laughs> from yeah, them yeah. than they did from us. <laughs> so I feel like I should be paying you to be on this show, um, but that would defeat the purpose, and I'd be broke. But. Uh, <laughs> Check, check in the mail is always welcome. Yeah, check in the mail, <laughs> made out to cash. So, Chinaret, walk us through how strengths, how does, how do you kind of use this every single day? You wake up in the morning, you go to work, you do your thing. Do you can look through the lens of strengths when you're looking at others or when you're thinking about your own actions throughout your daily grind? It's a good question. It, I, I, it's funny because a lot of people say, oh, you might forget your strengths and you know, you have to have the list in front of you or print it out and, that's not what it is for me. It's always, it's always present for me. It's been that powerful for me. So I think about my strengths every day 
you know, I think the one place that it is consistently is one of the things that I built in Evernote, uh, and because of my taught my third strength, strategic, as a strategic planner. I invented uh, at the beginning of this year a method to plan my week in the moment. And I've adopted, you know, getting things done and the seven habits of highly effective people and I'm a big fan of the business model you. And I created this process. And it's funny, uh, Andy, when you were talking about uh, kind of being, in, you know, declaring goals, uh, I, I, I read this work called Goal-Free Living. And uh, because I love dancing and, you know, I tend to see myself as a dancer in life, my strategic really likes to think and future likes to really think lo- like way long term. <laughs> and but my activator number five is always asking, well, what is, you know, what's the next step? You know, what, 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 are we, what are you doing right now, today, this week? And so I had to figure out a way to take all this massive input, which is my number two, and because coalesce it into what it is I need to do right now and do it on a week to week basis. Using my strengths in that way, and I have it in my planner, and, and I definitely do see it every day like that, has been very helpful. Uh, using uh, the method to, uh, to overlay, you know, the, my strengths in, with, in regards to a concept that I'm dealing with has been immensely helpful. Just reconnecting with the, the, the uh, or connecting with the Gal community and the Facebook has been great to, to meet new people and keep the conversation going and the theme Thursdays. Just keeping that conversation alive and allowing the exchange of wisdom to happen between all the coaches and the people who are really excited about has been really useful. Chinra, I was wondering what you have a very strong strategic thinking set of strengths. Almost all of them are in that category. Do you have trouble relating to people that have very few of those strengths and are heavier in other areas like relationship building or influencing or executing? First thing that pops in my mind is that it will test my patience. I will get to know people and if they're not thinking long-term future or they're not clear about their next step, that exploration may be short-lived. <laughs> mm. You know, I love people. So yeah, I, I inherently want to support them in developing the uh, uh, long-term thinking skills or planning their future or trying to get clear about their next step. If that interaction doesn't go well, then the, then the partnership, you know, gets a little strained. If they are willing to dance with me and they have, and, and, and in many cases, because I'm so futuristic, they, and they, they have to have a willingness not to understand why I'm saying what I'm saying, you know, and just trust that I'm guiding them and I'm pointing them in a specific direction. And because of my input, I need their feedback. I need them to tell me you know what, you pointed me this way and it didn't really make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, why did you do that? And, and, or tell me like, oh my God, that was the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> keep, keep telling me more about that future. Uh, that's the tricky part, the communication piece, because either we keep exploring or there's a falling out and, and I need to learn, learn to kind of let them be. And inevitably we reconnect later and, we reconnect, you know, perhaps in different points in our lives and, and we talk again and we kind of explore again. That's typically how it goes. Yeah. You said something that really resonates with me. I've always wondered why I am constantly looking for feedback and not because I want to pat myself on the back, although hmm. that's kind of nice too. I have significance in my top 10 and I want my <laughs> ideas to live on into the future. Beyond oh my God. Me. Not, oh, not we because need to I talk. want to be on stage, but what? 
We need to talk. Yeah, I know. I, I founded a, a, a something called Weave Your Legacy. Uh, but, but continue. I didn't mean to Weave interrupt you. Weave Your Legacy. Oh, that's yes. Nice. I'm all Again, about my weave, inputs weaving. Like, ding, ding. I, I exist here between the three of us. I want our legacies to be woven together and yeah. to be put into a social commons and to live beyond our lifetime. That's just a dream of mine. Absolutely, mine too. <laughs> in every single role that I've been in, in every company. My main objective is to have a feedback loop. And the more I studied strategic thinking and management, it became obvious that it's not that hard to set it up. It's really not. We're talking like comment cards, suggestion boxes, you know, like a way for people to contribute their ideas and have that not just sit in a box somewhere, but actually make something happen. You know, my activator comes in there too. But I think every person wants to be heard, whether or not they're shy or outgoing or private or, you know, everything's laid out. They still want to have their, their ideas and their point of view heard. So I have a, a very big passion to, um, to hear those ideas. And maybe we can't act on every single one, but I do actually have feedback cards and, and handouts and emails that I send for every single activity that I do. Mm-hmm. Except for you, Andy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start that. So Andy, give me some feedback. No, yeah. but I do. I ask, you know, what, what you think about certain things or how, you know, how we could make it better. Because I really think, I, I didn't realize, Jennifer, that that has to do with the input strength, that you need feedback in order to continue to dig. Andy, do you have any feedback mechanism in your... In uh, yeah, I ask. Like, I make eye contact with somebody, even after my presentations, like when the lull's down, you know, the, the lull's mm-hmm. kind of, it's it's towards the end of the presentation and everybody's getting relaxed and they know it's about to end. I will say, so what did everybody think? <laughs> and like, really? <laughs> and then I just started eye, making eye contact with people and I'm like, uh, what did you think? Did you like it? And they're like, yeah. So I'm not a, a comment card guy because I know yeah. when I'm presented with a comment card, I usually write like, awesome, two exclamation points and I'm out the door. Boom. Like, it's See, useless a lot feedback. Of people, a lot of people that have deliberative and, uh, you know, more... More thinking strengths, maybe. Or, I mean, you have thinking strengths too. I'm not. I'm making a generalization. Maybe yeah. individualization. I get a lot of comments that are very deep and to the point and specific from people who have different strengths. And yeah. I agree. If you have a lot of the you know, communication and woo and yeah, as I do too, it. It, a lot of times we gloss over it or we give positive comments. But some yeah. people that really aren't very outgoing give me some of the best feedback that there is. You know, yeah. I really wish you would do this more. You know, I'd like to see more of this or, you know, could you ratchet back on the enthusiasm? <laughs> Bring it back a notch. Time. Bring like, it back. Yeah. Yeah. It's helpful. But yeah, I, I agree. It's not right for everybody, but that's why you have many different methods of getting feedback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like the eye contact one. I, yeah. as, as a dancer, uh, it, it's funny how it's never occurred to me as the way that you articulated, Andy. As a dancer, eye contact is critical, you know, just reading body language, you know, when you're dancing with someone. But I've never thought, like, you know, just like I just gave a presentation and yeah, I'd like some feedback, you know, <laughs> and, and just looking for that eye contact and seeing what shows up. That, that's, that, that's new for me. So yeah. thanks for that, Andy. No, straight up, that's what I do. I usually make eye contact with whoever the perceived leader is in the group first and I say, any feedback? And then if they they look around really quick and they usually say, uh, I thought you did a great job. And then other people start popping up and, okay, I don't really get a lot of negative feedback that way because not, not many people are brave enough to say, yeah, you stank, dude. I was so bored. I almost fell asleep. 
So you don't hear a lot of that, but it's it's a good way to kind of. But they might look away, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I say, down, oh, yeah, study looked, their notes. You looked away, yeah. uh, but no, it's it, feedback's important to me. I always like to know if what I'm doing is actually working because if it's not, I need to tweak it. That's the only way we can continue to get better. So that's why I think a lot of strengths enthusiasts share their their top five, their theme insight report with people in their family mm. and close friends because you need that feedback. Yeah. You you need somebody to tell you, like, that's you, dude. Like, that is totally you. And if you don't see it, I'm telling you from an outsider's perspective, you <laughs> do this. Um, and, and that's that's an important concept of, of growing and maturing with our, our talents and strengths. I, I can totally relate to that. You know, one profound impact that my strengths have had is when I communicate my strengths to people, there's a kind of inner strength that comes out. There's a confidence that comes out. There's a... There's a kind of like a person like in front of someone just like, well, this is me. <laughs> and when you speak from that place where like this is me and you can start explaining past behaviors in the context of your strengths, people get that. They pick mm-hmm. up on that energy and it, it, it becomes this powerful force. And, you know, they talk about leading from your strengths. That's what it's like. That's what that experience is like. Mm-hmm. Because once you start speaking uh, you know, uh, like using the language of your strengths about past behaviors, about current behaviors and what you're, and, and your future and what you're trying to bring forth because you, you, you occur as a kind of unwavering force. People listen. People want to engage with that. That's what people want. Chinarut, let's talk a little bit about you love the, the, you took the assessment, you got the results and you ran with it. Now let's talk about how you go around and you tell other people about Strengths Finder. How do you approach those who you think will benefit from the knowledge of knowing their top five? And have you received any kind of resistance? If so, how have you kind of gotten around that and explained to others that it's just not your average everyday assessment you're going to find in the back of a fashion magazine? This actually has (laughs) some validity and science to back it up, and it can be instantly applied. I usually feel out how things are going, I mentioned before, in terms of exploring and you know, I try not to bring, I'm an engineer by, by trade. So I, I sometimes need to be very aware not to bring tools and assessments to the picture too quickly. But as the uh, relationship deepens, and, and I'm actually going through this with, with uh, a good friend of mine, there comes a time where it's kind of like, well, we've talked about a, a zillion different things. It's time to kind of focus our conversations and really discover what our strengths are as, as you know, as two people. Uh, the way I introduced you know, Strengths Finder was just sharing my journey and the benefits that I've received out of it. And um, in, in this case, letting her know, like, perhaps getting related to your strengths will allow me to speak to your strengths, allow me to speak to things that are that are interesting to you and things that you'll take with passion. Uh, we'll, ha- we'll start this very interesting conversation around how our strengths play to each other. And we'll be speaking the same language and you'll understand what it means when I say futuristic and input and strategic and learner and activator. Like that will, that will have a whole world around it for you and we'll have more meaningful conversations. And so, so that's how I enlisted this person. And, and this person did have an initial objection in regards to, isn't this putting labels on people? Aren't I just going to come up with five strengths and then it's going to start to constrain and limit me? Yeah. And my response was, yes, I, I understand that it could feel that way. And one way I want you to look at it is like we're we're born and, you know, our life experiences start to shape us and, you know, it begins to channel, you know, specific strengths in us. And sure, 
I believe in reinventing ourselves too. You know, I, I believe in having many hats and, and things like that. Uh, one of the more unique things that I've gotten out of the of taking this assessment is that I felt like I had almost too many strengths in too many different areas, uh, and and I became like a jack of all trades as a consultant. One of the more unique things that this assessment has done is it 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 literally said, "Hey, Chin, you know, just Chin, right? just just focus on these five, <laughs> mm-hmm. and try these five hats on for a while and see what happens." And I couldn't be happier because it meant that my worldview, you know, my, my, the lens that I was looking through became that much clearer and, and that focus is apparent for others. So when they see that, they, they get interested and they want to do that too. I really like that you help other people. You, you basically speak your strengths to them and then they can speak theirs back to you. <laughs> I yes. never thought about it that way either. We have conversations with people all the time where sometimes it's, it's a complete mystery why they're saying things that way. We just had that conversation with another guest. Why in the world do we see things a certain way and other people don't? And it's almost like there's this barrier. But once you have the conversation with this vocabulary of strengths and their definitions and how they have a basement and a balcony, there is no end to how much you could glean from that, right? It's extremely frustrating when you want others to understand you, but unfortunately, without the verbiage, you don't understand yourself. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's you, yeah. you're as lost as they are trying to figure it all out because you have no way to communicate that. So it's like putting two people mm-hmm. in the same room and forcing them to, to come with, to develop a solution to a problem. They don't speak a, the same language. It's That's very, so I mean, you're, you're left to just kind of nonverbal communication. And it's just not as effective, right? I mean, pointing and stomping your feet and shaking your head and exhaling, it just does not lead to positive results quick enough. So strengths really is, it's a way for me personally, when somebody said, I don't get you, or I don't know why you do this. And I say, hmm, sit down and I'm going to tell you about five words. And these five (laughs) words have meaning. And I'm going to explain that meaning. And then I would like you to reciprocate, do the same. If your strengths wear, you'll talk about your five. And then we'll talk about how those 10 now interact with each other and then that will determine why you and I communicate a certain way and maybe why we have disagreements or it's a little harder for us to gel at times or we're not very team oriented. That's where it all kind of settles in for me is that ability to explain who you are as an individual using just five terms. And before there there was the 34 themes, it was difficult. You did not have... In air traffic, we have what's known as phraseology. What I say means something to a pilot. What he says means something to me. Can I go out and tell somebody at Walmart the same thing? No, because they're not going to understand that terminology. It's a language that's very special between us. And it's kind of our job, though, as strengths enthusiasts, to make sure that if we expect that communication to happen between me and the person at Walmart, they have to understand what I'm saying, and we have to teach them that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what the whole concept, I think, of strengths coaching and consulting is about is really teaching them how to interpret that language. So it's kind of like Rosetta Stone for strengths. So yeah, strength. Can, can I add something? Of course. This is your show, man. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> but one of the more unique things about me is I lead um, transformation through dance. It's a very interesting art to move people between the dance floor and the spoken conversation. I sometimes have these experiences like, you know, Communicating my strengths is by far, you know, the, the best way to communicate with this person. 
And then sometimes that same person, like, oh my God, I need to bring them to the dance floor or I need to dance right in front of them. <laughs> and I need to kind of communicate what I'm trying to say through dance. I've had countless comments uh, of people who were sometimes, I've had one gentleman who was just straight up upset about who I was being, what I was saying, how I was leading. I just asked him to dance. And the way he reacted, like, he was, he was like, he's like, what the F, you know? He's like, ask you to dance. What's that all about? <laughs> and, and this, I was in a, I was in a, a, a workshop type of um, environment. So the, the facilitator said, look, he's invitated, he's, he's shifted the conversation for you. Are you going to accept his invite or not? I ended up having this dance with him and he experienced a whole different me, like almost my other half. And we were able to get back into the communication space and actually talk about, you know, well, this is exactly what I was trying to say. And, and he understood and it, and it created a more, it, it created peace. So, uh, I, I think the verbal and nonverbal spaces, um, have a very interesting way of working with each other in this way. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I feel like going out and like, like I'm footloose. I just want to find an abandoned <laughs> factory somewhere and just dance it out, man. I love how yeah. you put that comparison because when you initially said it, now Grace knows how my mind works. So I, I, I pictured like two <laughs> themes. So like, like, it, like input and strategic. But they're like dancing with each other, you know, because you move right, I move left, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, until a rhythm kind of forms there. And that is those themes gelling and kind of working together in, in, uh, in sequence. So it's, it's, it's really cool. That's how, like, I don't know. I wish I could take what happens in my head and make it something physical, like immediately so other people understood. What oh, was I get going it. on there? Oh, I get it. We're, we're, yeah. we're gonna have we're gonna have the strengths on Broadway, you know, by yeah. next year. I can hear. I can see. Oh, it that now. would be so fun. <laughs> so, oh, Andy, dude, that would that be you dope. Could, you could pair each strength with another strength, and then they could dance together, and that would somehow that would yeah. show kind of how they like the significant salsa. <laughs> yeah, just imagine a show based on the strengths. That would be that, <laughs> like, inventing a dance for each strength and how each strength dance with each other. Wow, that just blows my mind. Genera, I mean, Genera, hey, there's, there's a YouTube channel available for you if you want to start recording yourself doing dude, it Dude, that would be legit. If you had a dance wow. for every theme, wow. do it, dude. <laughs> do it. You have yeah. to do it. Have you I mean, have you seen a lot a lot of um, a lot of videos out there are pretty much one person talking? It's yeah. so boring. Yeah, you need <laughs> to do nice that. It's nice to have something art, artistic and visual to, to show that, you know, maybe an explanation about how this is, you yeah. know, whatever. I, I overthink things. <laughs> yeah, you need well, to well, do this that. Is, this is a call for dancers. Really so neat. For any yeah. dancers or, or wanting to be dancers. <laughs> Dude, you Definitely. should do it. So here's, here's, my, contact me. here we go. Yes. My ideation is going into the spaces. So it, basically what you need to do is put out a call to action. And say, if you are a dancer, submit your video for one of the 34 uh -huh. themes, and then cool. you'll create a compilation. So they can send you that video via, like, what, however you want, Dropbox, and then you create a compilation. If you do not do this, I will. Because we I will think chase it's you amazing. down, Chandra. We will force you. Yes, we will force you. <laughs> to dance. Yes, you will dance. My, my contribution will be uh, woo, and my dance will be the mimic uh -huh. of the Footloose dance in an abandoned factory. You don't want that, generally. Kevin Bacon will be swinging from whatever equipment and backflips and all sorts of stuff. That's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, see, this, this is, is why we awesome. love podcasting, because yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah, for our listeners out there, this is a real thing. Yeah. Please do yeah. contact. How how would you want people to contact you, Chinnerad? 
Well, I, 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 the best way to find me is my website at chinarut, C-H-I-N-A-R-U-T dot com. And, uh, this is one of my pet peeves. Uh, you know, my email is contact at com, And I feel like I've moved off the email world because I feel like I'm so far in the future as a, as futuristic being number one (laughs) (laughs) that, um, it's social spaces that are usually the best Mm -hmm. place to find me because I used, uh, I don't know where context is in my, you know, strengths. It's not like one of my top five. You know, I go to LinkedIn to connect with people. I go to Facebook to catch up with people. I go to, you know, if you have a question for me, ask me on Quora so that other people in the world can benefit from the conversation. You know, what was the so. third one? Quora? A Quora. A Q-U-O-R-A. It's the most amazing Q&A community out there. It, the, the way that it's done is is really great. And and I've contributed a lot of content there and, and expertise there. So I really, really do invite you, uh, anyone to ask me a question there. Do you have uh, any dance-related material on your website? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. So uh, on, on my uh, personal website, chinarut.com, there is a link to Dance Labs. Mm-hmm. I co-founded Dance Labs uh, back in 2002. And we stand for the joy of dance to be available to anyone and everyone on this planet. It's interesting, uh, you ask about these strengths and how they benefit me. The reason why I am been experiencing or exploring well-being in healthcare is very, very similar to Tom Rath in the, in the fact that I burnt myself out building this dance community and traveling, you know, to Thailand and volunteering in Thailand. And I had to kind of step back and ask myself, what are my strengths? You know, it's interesting I, 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 that someone would come into my life and invite me to take the strengths finder. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, not only has my strengths uh, guided me on this journey through healthcare medicine and, and removed the overwhelm of, of trying to take in a completely different space, I've been able to use my strengths to really understand, you know, how to approach my community and say, like, look, I'm pretty burnt out. I'm that dancer who's kind of like has to go sit on the bench and like watch you guys dance, mm-hmm. you know, for a while. And, but I still want to know that I love you guys and, 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 you know, here are my strengths. And instead of going, having an outward dance, I'm having a very inward dance right now, you know, so don't, you know, if I go sit in the middle of the sto- uh, floor and I start meditating, you know, just dance around me, you know. <laughs> So that's how I describe my, my, my journey. <laughs> nice. Next time my wife and I go out and she says, you want to dance? And I'll go, I'm already dancing, honey. You just can't inward. <laughs> and she could be like, no, you just don't like to dance. I'll be like, whatever. Mind your business. I'm just dancing do it, inward. Do it. That's exactly what you should do. This is my dance right now. <laughs> Dude, I can't stop. I like right next to my, my large monitor here. I have a list of the 34 themes and I can't stop staring at them now and picturing dances <laughs> That would could that would uh, go well with those theme names. So I'm intrigued. You got to do that. That's so cool. Yeah, we would love to see that. <laughs> this sounds like an awesome dance lads project. Though, <laughs> yeah, especially that's... if it's it's uh, sourced from other volunteers who want to contribute their own. I mean, that would be even yeah. better. Yeah, because yeah. because <laughs> I make I make videos and I make podcasts and sort you know different types of media platforms. But there's nothing I could do with dance. Like I'm the <laughs> I'm the guy that just does like the the side to side, you know, like the in the corner oh, the of the, yeah, the corner of the club, oh, just the man. side to side. Like, yeah, I got the rhythm. 
But I'm just going laterally. There's not going to be any forward and back movement here. It's just <laughs> no hit. Yeah, I'm in. Leave my three square foot square here. That's my real estate. That's where I want to hang out. <laughs> wow. So that's wow. awesome. So that's let's bring this real real back need in. We to attend your workshop, Chinnabet. Yeah. Oh yeah, we call them play shops. Yeah, we, we definitely play shops. Yeah, for an hour you get a chance to play, and you get a chance to just play with your, you know, however your body moves, and it's all about you. It's not about connect, you know, you'll, the, the, here's the funny thing. We, we talk about dance as a way to connect with people, you know, and, and, it, and it's considered social. Just look at ballroom. But at the end of the day, you have to discover your own dance and you have to dance your dance. Mm-hmm. And the most beautiful thing that happens at the end of this workshop is that when people find themselves and they discover their, their inner self and they're dancing their strengths, <laughs> they, they see other people, Ashley, who actually are now dancing their strengths too. And, 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 and they, they fall in love. They, they really want to connect and they're, and they're coming from a grounded space. If you're grounded to your strengths, if you're grounded to your dance, you just have this power and you'll want to like freely connect with people because you know that they're connected too. And, and, and it becomes a beautiful dance in that way. Last question I want to ask here before we move forward uh, to to the closing is what advice would you share with someone who has just taken the assessment? We always say pretend you're standing in a room and somebody's behind a computer and they just received your theme insights report. They print it out. They look at it. They start to digest some of the information, but then they turn to you and they say, Chinrut, now what? Now, how do I start? What's a, what's a good starting point? The assessment that you take is, is going to be very comprehensive. Um, it only takes about 30, 30 minutes, if I remember correctly, to do the assessment. So it's been engineered to, to take as, as short of time as possible uh, to achieve the, the greatest result, which is identifying your five strengths, your top five strengths. And you're sent this big report. So I definitely want to let anybody know who hasn't done the assessment yet. It's, it, it is a lot of information. It's a lot of input. So unless you have input as one of your top five strengths, uh, it could be a little overwhelming. And so one of the things that I usually tell people to do is just go through with a highlighter and, and literally highlight things that resonate with you. Uh, that's definitely one place to start. Uh, if that still is too, too much information after kind of distilling all that, uh, then I would turn to what I, what we had talked about earlier in the podcast, which is just take something you're dealing with. You know, it could be, you know, you're having an argument, you know, with your girlfriend or something like that <laughs> and ask yourself, where does this strength, you know, your top strength, uh, you know, context, you know, play in this particular issue or challenge or, 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 ask, or relationships, you know, you know, where, where does futuristic place itself in relationships and ask yourself, who am I in the face of this situation and try to glean some insight in regards to who am I standing in my strengths and what do my strengths say I should do? That will probably give you a direction to, to move in and, and hopefully it will empower the situation that you're dealing with. What is your favorite top five and why? Let's talk about that for a second. Do you have a favorite theme? <laughs> favorite strength. What is yeah, it? I, I'm laughing because I love them all, but uh, <sighs> and it's hard to pick just one. Uh, but I, I have to admit that uh, input's a fun one to work with because mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of people who like to dream of futures and. There's plenty of people who, who strategize and we all love, you know, like it's, it's all about lifelong learning. And, and so input is where I get to invite the tsunami to my life. And I, I have to continually remind myself that I love input 
And when the tsunami comes and I get completely drowned mm-hmm. and I, and I, I almost practically hate life at those moments, mm-hmm. I just have to just get up and then see that the tsunami has, you know, faded and, you know, oh, wow, I'm sitting here on this beach and dry out and, you know, and, and just take the input for what it is because, you know, I'm the guy who like invents the surfboard, you know, <laughs> and, 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 uh, you know, after I invent the surfboard, I'm like, well, this is still not enough for the, for the next tsunami. And I have to invite, you know, invent the boat, you know, <laughs> and, and, and even the boat's not enough, you know, the next time. And it's just like, you know, that's where my futuristic comes in. It's like, you know, what's bigger than a boat? What's bigger than the Titanic? What can we do next? <laughs> you know, and, and, and. Movable uh, landmass, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so maybe that may, maybe, maybe you hit something. Maybe you're onto something there. Yeah. Get us futuristic and yeah, put the radiation together and we'll come up oh, with something wow. crazy. <laughs> yeah, forget the surfboard, the boat. Just, just get onto land and get to higher ground. <laughs> Movable land. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's how I became an Evernote consultant. So uh, mm. Evernote does not give me an opportunity to, to to triage a massive amount of input <laughs> and and invent new systems for dealing with all that input to write proposals and just coordinate all aspects of my life and everything that I aspire to. So if you're up to big things, up to big futures, um, yeah, you, you, you definitely want to be inventing tools around input and, you know, to handle all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, uh, we talked about this last night with, uh, Alex, not to date the shows or anything, depending on how these are released, but interview with Alex Wong. And we were talking about my love of books and, you know, I have so many books, but I, I did openly admit that I do not read all of those books. I may read a couple of chapters out of each one until I find a gem that I can go ahead and polish and use in my, my coaching arsenal. And then maybe that book never gets opened again. I don't know. It depends. It depends on how I feel that day. But that being said, Grace, a Salvation Army, a nice big one just opened up here in Clinton today. Oh, and boy. they had a ton of books. <laughs> so needless to say, before Watch I, out. before I got here for this podcast, I cruised by that spot first and uh, filled two uh, shopping bags. Full Are you of kidding me? Wow. Two shopping bags? Yeah. Well, that's, a got, in, that's a lot of input. That's a, that's a lot <laughs> of information. Do you have a recycling process when you're done with them, Andy? Can you let <laughs> no, go? No, that's why go. when uh, Chinnerette was talking about the tsunami and drowning, I was looking behind me at my massive bookshelves <laughs> and all the books and going, I'm slowly drowning in books. Eek. It's only going to be a matter of time before I'm like on that TV show Hoarders and it's just like uh, me, like well, with books. Andy, we'll have a grace intervention, which means that <laughs> I help you to minimize the chaos in your management of your life. So, oh, Chinarod, nice. another company that I'm running is called the Minimalist Manager. I'm still creating it, but it's the purpose is to help to break down some of the walls, including books, of what wow. help make you feel like you're overwhelmed in any way, physical, emotional, spiritual, uh, mental, any of the walls and the, the extra stuff. And as an input and ideation person myself, um, it just becomes unbearably overwhelming to have all these books and things around me. I collect uh, significance. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> collections yeah. just yeah. run my life. I like so my I've had library. to slowly get rid of things. Um, and I've, it's, it's interesting the emotional connection between things and our memories. So that when you get rid of things, sometimes it feels like you're you're throwing away the memory, and that does that isn't actually the case. Andy, you can still keep a lot of your notes from those books. Oh, you write in every single book, don't you? No, I don't take <laughs> notes. I don't take. We discussed this in the past. I went through right. the, the five days of strength training in a gallop, and I didn't take one single note. 
Wow. And people next to me were like, "Are you wow. serious?" And I'm like, "No, I don't." I and they're don't take all notes. like heads down, scratching their way. Right well, now. yeah, I don't, I don't take notes. But th- here's the thing: <laughs> my books are my therapy, so it's uh, a lot cheaper. Therapy. Yeah, like <laughs> if I'm coming in one day and I just feel lost and I don't know what I'm gonna do, and I'm like, <laughs> "Crap, I have no sense of direction right now." I go into my, go to my books, I pluck out one, and I open it to the middle, and I read a, a chapter or two. And wow. normally within that chapter two, I find something that's kind of tangible that I can grab a hold of and mm. then either expand on it via a blog post or somehow apply it into my daily activity. Wow. That's, nice. oh, that's an interesting therapy yeah. method. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper than, than going to a psychologist <laughs> or a psychiatrist. <laughs> and um, you never know what you're going to get, right? Yeah. So... Uh, That's awesome. But yeah, those. so that is my therapy. That information at my fingertips is what I need because I bought books. Like today I bought, let me just read off some of these titles I got. So one's called uh, The Three Signs of a Miserable Job. The other one's called Power Phrases. The other one's called The Carrot Principle um, yeah, about about management. And then I, I bought one on our country's founding fathers and the Constitution. So, you know, it's just a, it's just a little hodgepodge of information there. So... Who nice. knows? Who knows when I'll ever need it? It's like buying the Encyclopedia Britannica, all volumes. I mean, you're never going to ever need A through Z of encyclopedias. Yeah, and they they but, get really old really fast, and like you look yeah. up something modern and it's not listed. Yeah, we yeah. have like a 1988 version nice. of Encyclopedia Britannica that nice. nobody uses. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jackson. So Michael Jackson's on the cover of J. Yeah. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> nice. All right. all right. Well, we're we're going over an hour here shortly, so let's tighten this up and. And bring her on home. So, Chinarut, looking back just real quick in a couple sentences, how do you think your life would be different if you never really became aware of those top five themes? I'd be a wandering soul. Not that I would, that I'm not still, <laughs> but I feel like I'd just kind of be pinging around, kind of uh, looking for every single shiny object, you know, for inspiration. And I, I think that having a relationship to my strengths, you know, allows me to kind of find that strength within. And it allows me to be a hell of a lot more focused. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still wandering. I still love exploring, but I'm on I'm on a very specific path, and and it feels good. I like that you said exploring. It's like yes, I'm still exploring, but this time I have a GPS. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> you know? right. This time I have a map. This time I have a compass. I have some sense of direction, mm-hmm. as opposed to last time I was just straight up lost. Um, so very good and, 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 it, and it got me burnt out I mean literally so oh. so this this is this the strengths for anybody perhaps you know dealing with feeling a little exhausted this is a great centering tool it's, it's just a really great way to just ground yourself thank you so much Chinrep for being on the show I appreciate all your support via social media and Facebook and we'll make sure to include all of the links uh, for people to contact you especially if they want to to want to give you a strengths-based dance video <laughs> to right. get this thing moving Seriously. forward because I think that would be super cool to see. So Let's we see some dancing people, come I on, know. dance it out. <laughs> Except right. for Jim Collison, Jim, if you're listening to this, <laughs> nobody wants to see you in your '80s dance attire. Oh come on, I want to <laughs> see that. Yeah, Are he's willing to record it. Wow, he's he's gonna be I'm Jim. I want to see this. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, go ahead. Bust out your bedazzled sweater that we all know you have. <laughs> You're just busting wow. his chops. Come yeah. on. This sounds like a good <laughs> HR stunt at Gallup. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jimbo's going to be out there shaking his groove thing. All Dance right. your strengths, man. Dance yeah. your strengths. Yeah, that's right. All right. Grace, do you have anything else before we close this out? Um, before the show, we talked a bit about um, 
international experiences and cultures and um, finding your place in a culture. And Chenaret, we were talking about how both of us have had experiences living in cultures other than the one that we were born and raised in. I just think that sometimes that layer can be very frustrating later in life to figure out who you are. I don't know about you, but the exploration of my strengths has helped me define more how I see things and that the confusion of having been raised in a certain way or having an experience that's different from the average person actually is a great bridging conversation Mm -hmm. with a lot of different kinds of people. So Mm -hmm. for example, I really love to hear from people from other countries and it doesn't make me nervous because I've been around that my whole life. For a lot of my friends who are from one state and just lived there their entire life, they have a harder time bridging the gap. But I love to help people bridge that gap too. So do you find that to be true too? Yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I never had really thought about the strengths as a cultural bridging tool. And 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 now that I feel I very much would love to help bring you know, the strengths you know, the finder to Thailand, uh, and all of Gallup's work. Uh, yeah, I can see, you know, as someone who was born in America and, and kind of uh, hit the reset button while I was in Thailand and just decided to just start over mm-hmm. and, and, and develop values coming from my own, you know, kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it's a home country in many ways. You know, my, my parents were originally from there and immigrated here. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting next trip to Thailand because you know, my experience at Thailand before was because it's a developing country, they need help anything and anywhere. So if you're a jack of all trades, you'll be running in every which direction. And mm-hmm. and that did get me burnt out. And so um, to actually think about returning to Thailand, yeah, with my, grounded in my strengths and having a kind of common unifying framework, it's going to be very different. Because I'm going to be out, out there communicating uh, many of my similar passions, including dance, but it's going to come from my strengths and it's going to, it's going to come from a place where people will begin to understand why they see the technology in me, why they see the dancer in me, you know, and, and I can have, I can always come back to my strengths and say, look, this is why, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm standing for these futures and this is how I strategically tie them together. And, and, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that journey. That's fantastic. Keep us updated. We'd love to hear more about that. Okay. Certainly. Thank yeah. you. All right, everybody, this has been another episode of the one, the only, the amazing podcast, Thematics. As always, I'm your host, Andy Sokolovich. Closing this one out, thanks for Chinnerot for being on the show, and thanks to you, Grace, for, as always, being our lovely co-host. You're welcome. Find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash Unleash Strengths. Hit us up on Twitter, at Unleash CSF, and always you can follow us at UnleashStrengths.com. All right, everybody, this is Andy. I will talk to you guys soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted.